right, everybody. Well, hey, Gunnar. Hey, everybody. And I wanted to uh, introduce everybody to uh, one of my new best friends, Adrian Keyword, who came the whole way from the UK to visit us. So say hi, Adrian. Well, hi, and uh, thanks for allowing me on the show. This yeah. is a uh, first for me. Yeah. So I'm um, really looking forward to having a fireside chat with yeah. my friend David. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, so, so who are you and what do you do? Ah, ah, that's difficult. So, yeah, so Adrian Cured, I'm the chief technologist for Red Hat in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so I just deal effectively with the public sector. Um, and during my sort of responsibilities, I work with the salespeople, I work with marketing, I work with the, effectively the, the, trying to get the best for the customers in the government space. Yeah. Um, and if you look at those, that means the very largest departments from defense, uh, social security, uh, all the way down to the very smallest uh, education like universities uh, or very sort of small parts of those departments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I look about what we've actually been doing in the last few years, there's, there's some things we think are very useful in terms of, you know, what you may not necessarily think about the UK doing. Um, so we've just got a new reference um, mm-hmm. for the British Army. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're not aware in terms of size and scale, the British Army is probably the same size as the US Marine Corps. Mm, so it's, okay. it's, not, it's not massive. Um, one of those terms we try to punch above our weight. Mm-hmm. So they, they had a, an interesting problem. Um, they came to us wanting um, an actual help with a common criteria build, mm-hmm. so in terms of uh, RHEL 7. And uh, so what we tried to do was when we talked about what they needed to do, the criteria, the problems they had, was more of a, uh, we found that their bigger problem was actually trying to deal with lots of Oracle applications. Ah, okay. So as, as part of that, we thought, well, you know, and we, we explained the current portfolio, and we ended up actually talking to them about Ansible Tower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Ansible Tower, they were using for 30 Oracle applications, so mm-hmm. basically managing those through their lifecycle, the mm-hmm. patching, um, and then uh, 200 RHEL VMs, mm-hmm. and they're now moving to look after roughly 500 Windows VMs. Mm, okay. So they like the idea of being able to do... Um, patching across architectures, obviously not the same patches, but have the same mechanism, the same governance. Yeah, processes. Yeah. So it, it really, it starts to allow us to use less people. So the people can go back to doing the sort of the frontline command work and not worry about all these services and the systems. Um, so this is now a reference for us. Yeah. Um, we'll put it into the, uh, the, the show notes afterwards. Yeah. Um, but it really... It's really worth looking to see what Ansible Tower can actually do for, for people. And we, we think this is a really good sort of opportunity. Uh, we're working with them at the moment to see if we can get them on to uh, next year's summit. Yep, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So um, if I'm really lucky, I might be able to take them over there, but we'll, uh, I'll keep beating up my management to see if we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's where uh, you, know, you talk about the, the UK Army using it. I saw at a recent Ansible Fest that uh, for Hurricane Harvey relief, there was a contractor that was helping the army with uh, relief efforts, and they were using Ansible to uh, configure networking devices. And yeah. so not just rel systems, but networking devices. And they went from, if they did it by hand, it would take an hour, and they did it with uh, Ansible, and they did it in three minutes. That's incredible stuff. Yeah, so imagine, you know, you think about time to mission, saving lives. Yeah. And uh, you know what? What can what other good can people do in that other fifty-seven minutes that they get back in their day? Indeed, and it's just one of these technologies where, you know, it is a really good example what open source yeah. and specifically open standards can do. Yeah. Um, so we're just trying to get more people to understand and utilize this in a far better way. Yeah. 
Okay. And and there's another one, uh, Network Rail is a, a pretty cool one that uh, you guys are talking about too. Okay, yeah, this, this is another good example of actually using some technologies that people don't necessarily think that Red Hat actually sort of looks after. Uh, so this comes originally from the uh, acquisition of a company called Feed Henry, okay. uh, based out of uh, Waterford in Ireland. Mm -hmm. um, so this is now the, the Red Hat mobile system. Um, so what Network Rail wanted to do, this came around some uh, flooding that happened in the UK uh, rail sector a few years ago, and they were spending a lot of time sending out uh, whole uh, gangs of engineers to fix uh, particular issues with tracks. Mm -hmm. So they were having to send out every specialist for every job and there were so many problems when this flooding happened that there was not enough people. Mm -hmm. um, the whole network were disrupted. By using Red Hat Mobile mm -hmm. they were actually able to take a picture of the problem uh, goes back into the back-end um, uh, management system, so legacy data remained unchanged, and they were then able to send out the specialist for that particular area or that particular problem to the, the, the actual um, should we say problem area, mm -hmm. fix it, and then goes back into the system using Red Hat Mobile again. So we've got a full end-to-end -end workflow from something that doesn't require a special device. Hmm. So in terms of you know, previous generations, they would be spending, I don't know, four or $500 per engineer on a particular device. Now they use any smartphone they want. Mm, okay, so like instead, like I have this mental picture of like when you go to the car rental agency and they would have this weird purpose-built yeah. thing that, yeah, it would just be very expensive. Yeah. yeah, and the number of people who would drop them, lose them, yeah. drop them in the water, obviously, as well right. in this instance. And it's been a really big uh, use. So the first app, you know, it, it took a few weeks to put together to understand how to access their legacy data to make the best use of it. But then the subsequent applications have got faster and faster and faster. And they're able to actually produce a new application with mm -hmm. the data that already exists, you know, in maybe a few days or a day if they're really lucky. Mm -hmm. And that sort of time to market or time to fix, time to repair, whatever, whatever the particular project they're working on makes a really big difference in terms of, you know, how they look at the approach and how to use the best uh, sort of resources they have. All right, cool. And that's that's a uh, we have write-ups on that that we can put. Yeah, in again, that's okay. that's a, a reference, which is uh, it is on the main uh, Red Hat webpage. Um, so there's a there's a good sort of write-up and a data sheet. Uh, but uh, yeah, we can we can put that onto the show notes as well. So that'd okay, be great, cool. And so ordinarily, if you and I were to do the podcast, we would be doing this over Skype and we would be spanning continents, but you're sitting right next to me. So I am yeah. indeed. Yes. Yeah, so we're, here we are in in wonderful uh, Washington. Yeah. Um, so I mean, actually, I've 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 been a few places now. So we yeah. we started the week in uh, in Boston. Mm -hmm. uh, we're now in, in Washington. So we, uh, we did the uh, government symposium yesterday, which is a really great event. Yeah. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, I was in Japan. But I, you know, if I look at what I've sort of picked up from the U.S., um, yeah. the, the the most interesting thing is when you you look at you know when we're in Europe, we we look at the size of the country, the size of the business, and then we look at what we have over here in the US, obviously the scale is something that is really difficult to understand until you've actually sat there and understood the scale of the business, the scale of everything is just really mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, once you get over that, you're thinking, well, actually, there's a lot of things that are very similar. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. approach, obviously the language, you know, we do have that. Sort yeah, of, acronyms. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh, we could share acronyms all day. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that I that really occurred to me is when I have a chat with with people and especially in symposium, is that everything is is what we're trying to do is repeatability. Yes, we're trying to come up with whatever problem a customer may have, 
and we're trying to find a way to basically do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to find a way that we can basically help share more, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. the thing that we, you know, we're always trying to do. We're always trying to, you know, we're finding problems, we're finding, we're working with customers to come up with a solution, and we've got to find a way to basically make sure we can basically make that more repeatable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I know that, you know, we'll, we, we basically, within a particular country, we'll make sure everybody else knows that. But the things that w- work over here, I mean, I try to find out as much, but we still, we still need to learn more, mm-hmm. and then we need to be able to share more. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I, if I think, you know, the things, certainly from the symposium which we attended, um, the thing I loved was the fireside chats. Right. But like we're sitting here today. Um, we don't do that. Yeah. We, we do big formal presentations, you know, which could have 30 people, 1,000 people, big screen, and then effectively we're talking to the slides. Mm-hmm. It's not very good if you're, if you're trying to talk to somebody and you're trying to get them to explain what they've done, how they've done it. Um, we're basically talking to a screen. Mm-hmm. So I want to see if I can take some of that back and mm-hmm. figure out how to use that in more of our sort of context when we, when we do these sort of presentations, specifically to the UK government or mm-hmm. across the government across the rest of Europe. Mm. Okay. All right. That's cool. Anything else on the US? Oh, you ate so well. I, I, uh, yes, I've eaten well. We won't, we won't go into that. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, from, from Europe, you know, if I look at it, what, 27 countries, 24 languages, you've got one language. Um, I, I hate to think what my boss will see when he sees the expense report. But, you know, anyway, I've, I should be able to tell him I've eaten well for the, yeah. for, for the week. Um, but it, as I said, you, you, you look at the, the things. Um, I'm, I'm, do, I'm, I'm just impressed. I mean, I've, I've been to the U.S. before many years ago. Um, this is the first time to Washington, long time to, to Boston. And you know, you, you constantly look in terms of, oh, I didn't see that, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, restaurants aside, and you know, I must admit there's, there are some interesting choices. We don't get everything here, but you know, I should say thankfully we don't see things like Taco Bell. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, every corner, yes, we have the same sort of mix of coffee shops. Um, but no, it's, it's one of those sort of uh, things where I'm going to sit back in the next few days and I'm going to figure out, well, what am I going to do? What am I, what am I going to be, what I'm going to feed back to my colleagues about what to do? I mean, the first thing is it's, yeah, this has been a really good use of time to come out here and to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Meeting everybody in every office has been really great mm-hmm. because everyone's so friendly, everyone wants to share, everyone wants to understand what you can do and how to, and that's it's really nice. For coming in to this sort of environment, you're thinking, well, you know, I don't want to be a sort of a, a, a European that's basically just sitting in a corner and no one's listening. So it, it's really good to basically, you know, to, to wander around, to see people, to understand. Um, it, it's very, it's very different culture. I, I, I mentioned that a few weeks ago. I was in Japan, so I, I covered. Right. Yeah, what happened there? How was how was that? Yeah, so Japan was a. If you think about what you understand of the sort of European culture. Mm-hmm. The, the US culture and we've all you know you call me about refer to a sort of western culture so we do the same things the same way um, the Japanese culture very different uh, I had the uh, uh, I was I was doing the, the public sector track within the uh, Tokyo forum yeah Red, Red Hat forum Red yeah. forum mm-hmm. and um, so the uh, uh the other speakers included uh, the uh, the chief technologist for uh, what's called um, Nest. Nest. Well, I've, I'll, I'll try and remember which were the proper ways to describe it. I think it was Mest. And how? Oh, they, yeah, the Ministry of uh, Standards. Yeah, yes, like Mest. That was Mist. it. We, get, we got there in the end. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was interesting because they want to try and do uh, like a software catalog and the rules associated with that. 
Um, now, from the European point of view, uh, we've been doing this for several years. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, with the Government Digital Service, GDS, and uh, which is now called G-Cloud. If we look at Belgium, which Smalls, again, they're looking at Government Clouds and the same thing with Italy. So, clouds setting catalogues, we, we're now starting to see throughout the world. So, it's good that the Japanese are thinking about this. Um, I also, uh, the, um, the chief technologist for uh, the city of Fuji, now he was uh, putting in a solution using OpenStack mm -hmm. and their problem uh, was when a natural disaster occurred they used to lose services because the service would be down, the data center might be damaged. So they're now using OpenStack for disaster recovery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that was an interesting view I thought of actually using technology which is not the immediate first thought. You think of things like OpenStack for massive scale, so you scale up and scale down not for I'm losing a data center and I'm going to move everything to another data center, right. which is what they're doing. Yeah. So I thought that was a really interesting use of technology, which spanned, which potentially, I mean, um, I live in a country which uh, I think the last earthquake we had was about a thousand years ago. So it's not something which is on our risk register. Yeah. But that's not the same thing if it was, say, Italy or Africa, etc. Yeah. So I think there's, there's definite learnings that we can do throughout the world. Um, and, you know, I was going out with the... Uh, the Japanese sales guys, and it they were they were taking to me a restaurant, and um, there was puffer fish on on. Oh offer. right, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I must admit I, I I played the card that I'm I'm just an Englishman and we don't know anything about fish, um, knowing full well that um, if if you actually look at the figures, thirty people are killed each year eating puffer, puffer fish. fish yeah. So I thought no, I think I'll survive the week and uh, and go home as opposed to uh, trying everything, but uh, it was uh, it was interesting to talk to them. You know how. The things that they want to try and do are very yeah. similar to what we're trying to do, but they they're almost because of the culture they're not necessarily ready to move so quickly. Right, right. They're at a different spot in the adoption curve sometimes. Indeed, yeah. yeah. And it's it's not as a bad place. Yes, it's just you know potentially it could be great because yeah. they might be able to jump whole technology groupings. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So as I said, this this you know the last few months. I don't know how many thousand miles I may have traveled and whatever, but it, I, I found this as a real eye-opener. It's reminded me that you know, sharing across governments, across countries, is something we've really got to do more. Yes. It's, it's really great. Yeah. Well, great. And you wrote some blog posts you put on LinkedIn about your, yeah. your trip reports and everything, so we'll link to that. Yeah. But for every, you know, of all the link dropping we did, uh, We'll have that all in the show notes, and where, where would people find the show notes for this? So that's on dgshow.org. Okay. All right, Adrian. Well, hey, thanks for joining, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you.